Welcome to Silent Symptoms, a Black mental health podcast. I am your host, Kataso Fridge, a Florida-based therapist. This podcast focuses on mental health, stigmas, and social injustices that affect the Black community. This podcast was created to bring awareness about mental health and can be used as an educational guide, but this is not to be used as a replacement for seeking help from a therapist. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hi, welcome to Silent Symptoms, a Black Mental Health Podcast. I know this episode is kind of late. I do apologize. So I know some of you guys look forward to hearing me at the beginning of the week, but life happens. So this is why I'm bringing you this episode. So my apologies. So this episode is going to be called Children Have Voices Too. So I wanted to talk a little bit about this because a couple of weeks ago I got on the podcast and I talked to one of my guests, Dr. Janelle Davis, and we had a conversation about, you know, the trauma that children, you know, or, you know, family members face whenever they have to keep secrets and what happens in the home stays in the home. And what really stuck out to me is how we treat children in situations. So Dr. Davis and I kind of went into a conversation about how, you know, when children come into therapy, parents have told them their whole life not to share their life experiences or things that are happening in the home. And when they come to therapy, they're expected to open up. So if a child has been constantly told that they can't have a conversation, they can't bring things up uh, to strangers or people who aren't within the home, then how are they going to open up to a complete stranger and a therapist because mom says so? It makes it kind of difficult, and that's why parents get frustrated with their children because they won't open up. Well, this says that we have to allow our children to actually have a voice and to have a conversation about the things that they feel. I know that in the black community, we do have a saying that says children are meant to be seen and not heard. That is very detrimental to somebody's state of mind. Contrary to popular belief, I know most of us turned out okay, but some people don't turn out to be all right. So it is very important for us to allow our children to have a voice. So we have to teach our children to express themselves and have an opinion of their own and teach them how to do that respectfully. So I'm not saying that when you know we have children who are supposed to let them get away with everything, tell them they can do whatever they want or get into conversations that are not meant for them. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that if you have a child that you want to be well-informed, then you need to allow them to have a voice. Sometimes as parents, we think that you know, children having a perspective is a bad thing and they need to stay in a child's place. So what is a child's place at the end of the day? I know that a lot of children, now that we're in the age of social media and, you know, the age of awareness, I feel like, you know, children who are, it's a Generation Z. You guys need to correct me if I'm wrong. I think this is Gen Z. We are the millennials and we have Gen Z. So the ones that follow are more exposed 
are more exposed for various reasons because maybe like millennial parents are more open to different things or social media is opening the outlets for children to have things to say. So, you know, children have the ability to articulate how they feel and we have sort of robbed them of having that opinion. I have a 12 year old sister and I feel like she's absolutely brilliant. She is one of the most brilliant 12 year olds that ever existed because I could pretty much have a full-blown conversation with her and she's so well-informed and intelligent in the way that she speaks. I mean, my parents are guilty of staying in a child's place, but because she's the baby of the family, she has gotten the privilege to, you know, voice her opinion and just speak up as an individual without being reprimanded as much. So she does have rules and boundaries, but at the end of the day, she has found her voice at 12 years old. And, you know, I always tell people she is my best friend. I can hold a conversation with her. What I love about her is that she has a spunky personality. She is well-informed. She's self-aware. She's just such a brilliant individual for her to be that age. And, you know, parents feel like it's a bad thing sometimes when children have an opinion, when children are able to express themselves. So why is it problematic for parents to tell their children to stay in a child's place? Number one, children can stay in a child's place. But at the end of the day, if they have an opinion about a situation that is appropriate, and they express their opinion to you, then what's wrong with them sharing what their perspective is? Children are able to articulate things. They're able to reason. They're able to see. And they're more honest than most adults. So why not have that unbiased perspective from a child and you could possibly learn something? I think that we're so caught up in our own ways that we forget that children have so much to give and they have this worldview that is so innocent but yet so unbiased so i feel like you know an opinion from a child is very important at times because you know sometimes children they get the short end of the stick when it comes to communication parents want the kids to hush okay when we get in the store you can't talk about what you want you need to be quiet i hope you don't touch nothing so i won't say nothing go don't don't go in front of these people trying to embarrass me so you need to be quiet till we leave and saying things like that and you know part of allowing your child to be vocal but expressive it's about like allowing them to express their opinion but finding a common ground of how they need to be respectful so and children can be very afraid and anxious about you know offending or saying something wrong to important people in their lives and I feel like children are such people pleasers that it ends up being so detrimental when they have an opinion a parent says shut up be quiet who asked you who you talking to all those things that we as millennials and the people before us experienced and we thought that dang that's okay for parents to talk to us like that it's not okay because now that creates a child that's unsure of themselves anxiety ridden they're afraid of being wrong apologetic kids like that grow up to be people pleasers instead of being grounded and strong by themselves and you know the thing is another thing that we say in the back community because i said so i'm pretty sure nine times out of ten we've all heard that from all our parents why do i have to do that 
because I said so. How was that supposed to teach a child to have an informed opinion about things that are happening in their lives? Sometimes it's easier, for instance, if a child asks you, um, can I go outside? And then you say, no. And they say, why? Because they're surprised. Like, why can't I go outside? And you say, because I said so. I'm your mama. I'm your daddy. And it's like, but why? Isn't that a valid question? Because, you know, you could that could be a teachable moment and telling them, hey, I saw on the weather that it's about to rain. So you can't go outside or no, we're going to leave the house in 30 minutes. So I don't want you to be outside playing. And when it's time for us to go, you're not ready to go. Simple things like that. So children won't be left confused and wondering what they did wrong for them not to deserve to go outside. Simply because you didn't want to extend your sentence from because I said so to a simple explanation. Sharing a perspective or using a situation as a teachable moment is very important. Why do we lack the ability to give our children explanation because we feel like they don't understand, because we feel like they don't deserve it? When did that become something so wrong to ask why? Because you want children to ask all the whys in the world so that the world is not teaching them, but you are as a parent. If a child feels like they can't ask you questions, guess who they're gonna ask? They're gonna ask their friends, they're gonna ask their neighbors, they're gonna ask their teachers, they're gonna ask somebody else. And those people may not have themselves aligned the way that you do, or don't have the same goals as you do for your child, or don't have the same spirituality. So it's better for a parent to provide perspective than the neighbors to provide perspectives because you want your child to learn things from the home and you don't want them to be taught by the outside world. So right now, we live in a society of no BS. And when I say no BS, I mean we live in a society where the the world is going to hit you face first and there are a lot of stereotypes that are being perpetuated in the media and as much as we don't want to say social media influences how we parent or influences the things that children do we have to come into the reality that it does and we, we want kids who see things on the internet to ask us questions so that they know what things are If you talk to your child and they ask you a question about, hey, what is this? What is sex? I heard my friend talking about sex. What is that? Or I saw sex on social media. Oh, we're not going to talk about that. Why not? Why aren't we listening to our children? Why aren't we asking those questions or answering those questions so that our children know what things are why are we expecting them to stay in a child's place when they are growing up in the world where children's innocence are taken away by different things they're being exposed 
we are not we don't have any filters or bufflers as we used to because children are so well informed these days and they know more than we think we do and and I always say this I you know like I always like to use my sister as an example because she's 12 and she lives in a different type of era than I ever did and you know I always tell my parents don't be naive she may know more more than you think that she does just because she doesn't bring it up doesn't mean she doesn't know and that's the most important part trying to be realistic and educating your kids before because if you tell them we're not talking about sex in this household well if they know about sex if they're curious about sex then they're going to keep it to themselves. If they feel like they're at that age where they feel like they want to be sexually active and you have not provided that psychoeducation, what are you going to do? And I'm taking this pause to try to figure out what will parents do when somebody else teaches them about that or they teach themselves. That's a teachable moment to talk about unprotected sex. Allow your children to have open conversations with you so that you know when things happen in their lives, they're more than happy to come to you first. And we have to be able to educate them and unpack different stereotypes associated to sex, associated to growing up as a teenager, associated to puberty, associated to being in first grade, second grade, you know, sixth grade, these kids are growing up in a different time. And we also have to be able to allow our children to tell us when we're wrong. I know. Like, why in the world we, we ever allow our children to have a voice and tell us when we are wrong and when they've hurt our feelings? Why in the world would we do that? Well, because we're grown adults and we want our children to be able to express themselves fully. We want our children to be able to know that when people make mistakes, they're able to apologize. We want our children to be able to share their opinion when they've been hurt. Um, We want our children to feel like they matter because they do matter. I think that because, you know, we've grown up to have some parents who don't really apologize for things that they've done wrong, right? Sometimes children need to hear from the parent. I'm sorry. I didn't have to yell at you like that. You really upset me when you disregarded my rules. So I decided to yell at you because I was frustrated. I apologize. What's so difficult about that? I think that most of us feel like because when we're upset, we're exempt from, you know, the rules and regulations of how we speak to people. And we have to get away from that because once we get to the point where we don't want to address when we're wrong, it becomes a problem, especially when we have children watching. If we have children that internalize things that we don't know when they feel like you've hurt their feelings 
The other day I was on Instagram and I saw a post by a child. They wrote a letter to someone and I can't remember the exact words, but it was something to this effect. It was saying that um, I don't like it when you call me stupid. It really hurts my feelings. And I want you to know that you hurt me. And I love you and I want to impress you. Something to that effect. How sad is that? How sad is that that a child would actually have to write that letter because they felt dumb? Why do we have to break our children down in order for us to get to the point? You know, I feel like we are equipped with communication skills. We're able to discuss things to other adults. Why aren't we able to relay messages to our children without trying to demean them and break them down? To ostracize our children when they are the future. And this is not to shame parents, but at the same time, we have to understand that, you know, there is no manual for parenting. There is no perfect parent, but there is such a thing of as a parent who tries to be the best parent they could be with whatever resources that they have because perfection is mediocre but a person that tries their best to do what they have to do the best with what they have is a parent that matters a parent that knows when they are wrong they're able to apologize and explain to their child where their shortcomings were That doesn't make you less of a parent that makes a parent that knows what their mistakes are and it teaches our children when they make mistakes, they are they should be able to apologize to whomever they've hurt. And they're able to acknowledge their wrongdoings. We always say. Do as I say, not as I do. Well, I'm sorry to break it to everyone that children don't act like that. They don't listen to that. They do as you do. And it's so amazing when some parents see their children um, cursing and flipping their hair and talking crazy on their fake phone. They're like, I don't know where she got that from. Woo! And when when you provide that mirror to the parent and say... Wow, is there a possibility that somebody within the family has exposed this child to this type of behavior? Because children do not make up things that they have not seen. They will make up friends in their heads. They'll have imaginary friends, but they don't make up behaviors. Some of the behaviors that children display that we see as inappropriate are learned behaviors because children don't come out the womb talking crazy or talking in a way that we feel like is inappropriate. They learned it from somewhere. And I think that it also starts with accountability. So with allowing our children to speak freely, we're also allowing ourselves to look at those children and see how we can improve in our parenting. And if we think that we're great parents, there's always room to improve. I don't think that I've ever met a perfect parent because we all fall short somewhere. But I've seen parents who, you know, 
are close enough to being the perfect parents because they allow the kids to express themselves fully about their feelings. They are able to apologize when they've done something wrong. They ask their children questions about different things that are going on in their lives. They provide teachable moments for their children so that they don't learn things from the outside world. So those are the types of parents that provide stability in their children's lives. They create children who are able to successfully stay grounded. They create well-informed adults. They create uh, children that eventually become adults that are articulate, self-aware, and confident. And, you know, some people say, oh, you let your child talk like that? Ooh, why you let your child run her mouth? Why is she asking all those questions? I don't ever 